Assalamualaikum, Fizz be up on everyone. Welcome to Community Talk, uh, WFO 96.5 and Mix 10 ADM. We are also Facebook Live uh, Buffalo Protein. And uh, today I have a special guest with me. And I don't need to introduce her, everybody know her. She is our favorite. She is our majority leader, the assembly members. Uh, and I have my brother also from the community. Uh, I have brother Nazmul Islam Khan. Hassan Na Nazmul Hassan. Uh, Hassan Amzad Khan. Uh, Hassan Amzad Khan. And I have brother uh, Burhan Ali. And I have my co-host, Sister Kalanda Mandurs. Hello, She's everybody. She's Buffalo Fishmakers. Yes, Assalamu alaikum. Peace and love, everyone. Here. Yes, I'm going, uh, my majority leader, Crystal People Stokes, is here. Yes. Uh, we are very glad and honored today to have our majority leader with us. Well, it's and my pleasure to be here. Assalamu alaikum. I uh, wish peace and love to everybody, not just in this room, but in with all within your listening audience. And we thank you because we know this is the Black Caucus Weekend, right? This is the Black Caucus Weekend. Tell uh, us, tell as everyone as matter of fact, what that the, is. Um, the gala which I'm not sure who the speaker is, but I want to say maybe um, Congressman Clyburn. Okay. Is actually sold out. So there's over 5,000 people who will be attending the dinner wow. on Sunday. But on today, I mean, tomorrow and Saturday will be tons of workshops uh, around all important issues that we're discussing both budget-wide and policy-wise in the state of New York as it reflects on people of color. Wow. And so now this is an annual event? Like this is an annual event. It always happens the weekend before President's Day holiday, which um, okay. and it used to just be the Black Caucus, but now it's the Black, Hispanic, um, Everybody caucus, Puerto Rican, huh? Asian <laughs> Legislative Caucus, because we keep gaining representation in our House, both Assembly and Senate, okay. from all communities of color. And so everybody's at it, and we all get together and work on issues that are important to us and our people. And hopefully soon to be Bengali, be a part of the caucus, yes. right? right? <laughs> well, there was a Bengalese day in Albany, and I want to say that's uh, May the 20th or 21st or something like that, and I've already had a conversation with my brother about bringing up some folks from Buffalo. Yes. Wow. Because generally our chambers are filled with Bengalese, but they're all from New York City and mostly from Brooklyn. So it would be my pleasure to be able to host people from my own community at that time as well. And I will make sure we get you the specificity on when that happens and so you all can come up and awesome. get a chance to witness how, what we do in chambers and you love that, be introduced. Yes, yes, of course. Thank you very much. It's my Today pleasure. we are really uh, getting uh, too much information from our majority leaders <laughs> for the community. She's working decade for communities. And I have a, you know, the today, uh, February 21st is International Mother Language Day. All over the world is celebrating the International Day. If you allow me, I have uh, Hassan Amzad Khan. He's a, a, a member of Secretary Combined uh, Celebration February 21st Committee in Buffalo. So I want a brother Hassan Amzad Khan uh, talk about uh, was the uh, February International Mother Language Day. How become is international? Yes. Thank you very much, Mr. Mohamed. And I am feel uh, honored to be here in EFO Radio Show here regarding uh, and saying something about International Mother Language Day, uh, which actually uh, started in 1952 in Bangladesh, uh, University of Dhaka, where the, the then Pakistani 
military authority fired on a procession on the students uh, where there were 144 restrictions and the student uh, broke the restriction and they went on a procession demanding the language of Bangla to speak around. Uh, that the history was that, that the then Pakistani military administration, they wanted to, uh, they wanted us to talk Urdu instead of Bangla. So our people, the students didn't agree and they went on procession and the police fired on them. That was the 21st February 1952. Wow. So from then, the Bangladeshi people, uh, it has their culture, spirit of culture. So they are have been celebrating this uh, 21st February every year with very uh, respect, honor to the martyrs. They uh, were killed on that 21st February uh, 1952 uh, to honor them. So it has become now our culture, our tradition, our heritage. Yeah. So uh, now, International Mother Language Day came up. Since 1952, we have been uh, observing these days. But in 1996, an organization from Canada called International, uh, um, International Mother Language Lover Society, mm. they raised the point in United Nations to declare uh, interna uh, 21st February as International Mother Language Day. Awesome. The United Nations directed them to UNESCO because UNESCO is the body that okay. takes care of the heritage of mm -hmm. culture. Mm -hmm. And uh, that society, led by Mr. Late Abdul Salam and uh, Mr. Aminul Islam, they went to UNESCO and they put their proposal to declare International Mother Language Day uh, on 21st February. They requested to bring the proposal from the member country, I mean from Bangladesh. Mm -hmm. So the society went back to Bangladesh from Canada. And we, uh, it is very historical that the then uh, my Prime Minister of Bangladesh is also current Prime Minister of Bangladesh, Sheikh Hasina. She took the initiative very promptly and legally he sent the proposal to UNESCO. Mm. And UNESCO, uh, with love and honor, declared in 1999, 17th November, 21st February as the International Mother Language Day. Wow, can I also applaud them? That's awesome, right. And uh, already almost 117 countries is observing 21st February as the International Mother Language wow. Day. So Bangladeshi people, we are the pioneer of this 21st February across the world uh, to make it International Mother Language Day. So we uh, put forward to other cultures, not only Bangladeshi, other cultures, other language people who speak different languages, so they also can celebrate this day as their mother language day. Mm. Yeah. So this is how it is for all. Wow. That's awesome. It. That's awesome. I, um, when I heard that we were going to be discussing it on the program, I did a little research and I was just awestruck at the history of it. 
And so and it feels even better just hearing you recite it. Just I have to read it first, but to hear you recite it is just amazing. And I just thought about it as, you know, I'm like the fifth generation of people who were on, under the bottom of a ship who survived yes. getting across the ocean yes. to here. And when once we got here, our language was totally taken. That's right. And so um, the fact that there are people who understand the value of the mother language is amazing. So I found this quote that I would like to share. And it is from um, Irina Bavko. She is UNESCO's director general. And she says, International Mother Language Day is a moment for all of us to raise the flag for the importance of mother tongue and to all educational efforts to enhance the quality of learning and to reach the unreached. That is a powerful statement. Very good. How many people can you reach if you will understand that they are supposed to be able to communicate in their mother language? Yes. Whether or not we can communicate with you or not, you should still not be denied the right to do that. And so I am just... I'm always amazed at what the Bengalese is adding to our community, but the fact that we are now going to be celebrating this international holiday in the great city of Buffalo next week is just an awesome thing to me. Yeah, Vancouver Authority is holiday. Uh, they took it as their international day and uh, two holidays. I don't think we've ever celebrated that. In yeah, Buffalo. yeah, this no, is yeah. The only this is the, first the time, right? Yeah, we are celebrating Buffalo here. We're going to listen to it, what the activities in Buffalo they are doing uh, for international mother language. This is the only nation who fought for their language and who just sacrificed their life to talk to talk their their language. Uh, in uh, So this is really very uh, all over the world because we fight for language. This is the <laughs> nation, only nation is Bengali. Bangladesh, they fought, uh, they fought for their language. So I'm asking the brother Burhan Ali, he's the secretary of uh, Bangladesh Society of Buffalo, and what they are doing uh, from the part, uh, I know they made the committee for uh, uh, International Mother Language Day to celebration in Buffalo uh, by the culturally. Uh, so I'm asking brother Burhan Ali what they are doing on that day. Yeah, thank you so much, Brother Osman, for inviting us here. So we have a, we are celebrating for this day. It is the 20th, 20th March in 120 Alexander Avenue. Oh, sorry, 20th February, sorry. Uh, 120 Alexander Avenue. We are celebrating there uh, 5 p.m. to 12, 12 p.m. So we inviting all people from the Buffalo to join us and celebrating with International Mother Language Day. And this we are celebrating because uh, only one country's people from Bangladeshi people fighting for the language mm. with the with the Pakistans. So please join us, everybody. Uh, so we are inviting the, the community. Yeah. Uh, we are all inviting the Buffalians uh, to come support because the language who get language who get, how we get the language all the language created by God. So That's we get right. the language, but we, I'm speaking Bangla, yeah. and you are speaking English, but the language is from God. So <laughs> we have to respect each other culture. We That's have to right. respect each other language. So it's, I didn't make, I didn't choose my language. Right. God gave me the language, and He sent me the country, and we are start talking. It's a mother language uh, from I learned from my mother. One, two, three, then I learned <laughs> yes. one sentence. So everywhere we are learning. So that's the International that's Mother Language okay. Day. is very important for us. It's honorable. So we want a city of Buffalo also because it's internationally. And I'm just requesting with the city government and you are here, our majority leader, assembly members. Uh, we are trying to do the, uh, like it's called the Shohid Minar. 
Yeah. As we are trying to establish in a in a Buffalo too, the one Shohid Minar, so everybody can celebrate, everybody can see and learn yeah. the culture, what going on in 1952 as an international mother language, how UNESCO and uh, UNESCO did the, as an international mother language day, February 21st. It reminds awesome. me, uh, like in the Bible, when it says that on the day of Pentecost, you know, we all spoke on one tongue under God. And I think that's why it's so important for us um, to get together and have these conversations to see how, because, you know, language is very important. And we know mm. that one of the things that society and the media does to keep us apart is to say we have culture barriers and we have language barriers. But the reality of it is the more that we do things like this and come together, the more we break those barriers down and understand how we still are one. You know, we all want the same thing. We have the same problems. That's what the director of UNESCO has uh, raised a very right point that if you have your language, mm-hmm. uh, you're learning on your language, you get full spirit of the like, education. Yes. Mm. So yes. that is very important. Here we are also bringing our children, our new generations, people who are in the Buffalo. We are teaching them how to speak different languages, how to co-op with English culture and English language to, from Bangladeshi culture and language. So we are doing some sort of videos uh, oh. Dramas on the stage. I have to uh, figure out how to get that on my schedule. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, it kind of be very uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, this is how we actually uh, trying to, uh, you know, uh, short the gap of the culture. Yes. So yes. though. And he said, shorten the gap. We call it bridging the gap. Bridging the gap. I love it. Yes. I love it. That's also <laughs> too much diverse in there. So we yeah. are, you know, uh, our majority leader and. The city of Buffalo mayor and all the political leaders and state leaders and city leaders all are working for yes. diversity, equity and inclusion. So this is the, you know, thing for diversity uh, to respect each other culture. So hopefully we are doing that. And I, I want to go. My majority leader, she was come last week, the talk of the town with Mayor Brian Brown. Yes. And I they start talking. <laughs> there was a short time. So we want to uh, go there by, you know, the majority leader was in the uh, town hall meeting in the last week, a town hall meeting, which was, mm-hmm. you know, for 33 Expressway. She she just listened to the people and she see the reaction and action. Every community has uh, the negative and positive. I believe that. But uh, we want to. Uh, talk one thing your opinion is my opinion cannot be same in all the time but in the one phase we cannot be res- disrespect each other many men many mind right. so mind if I think something in my home if I go with um, if, if anybody in a house you have a five people kids children and even our opinion is not the same my opinion my wife is opinion every <laughs> time is not same even the family also not same but how are you thinking like as a community is a bigger community Buffalo or Western New York how you want to be same face but we have to be respect uh, respect each other and we don't disrespect each other anything political leaders majority leaders this year but uh, they are bringing billions of dollars in Buffalo uh, trying to get the 33 expressway in here but uh, the other side of community they are talking uh, this is bad for our east side people because <coughs> of the shop owners they uh, the Bangladeshi shop especially uh, the oh, Bangladeshi yeah, businessman they invest a <laughs> lot of money when the car is not stopped uh, in any local how they are losing the business 
but uh, the other side the town hall meeting we learn they are thinking uh, when the tunnel is over so people come to the tunnel they are not uh, turn any of the lines how you just uh, and, and so what do you mean that, that they're not stopping at uh, businesses that are yes. going well he was actually told that it they're, would cut they're, their they're, they're not stopping at businesses now it, oh hello um because the 33 is open uh, <laughs> and the idea about you know covering it has not a lot to do with uh, creating people to ride by your business more about protecting the people who live there from potential emissions um, hmm. Albeit emissions are a lot lower than they used to be because, quite frankly, uh, federal government, I want to say some 10 years ago, maybe 15, uh, forced the auto industry to stop making cars that had emission that was negative to your health. Not only that, um, many people are, I, I would say that there's not an automobile manufacturer now that's not building electric cars. Electric cars do not emit anything. And so the idea here is, in, in my mind, the opposition's thought process is not so much about the environment or whether or not they will ride by your business. It's more about how do we connect the two parks back together like the way they were when Olmsted put the park there. But haven't um, we been fighting about this? I remember being a kid like in the 90s and everyone in like the Hamlin Park community and were they were against the expressway even being put in. And so... I, from all this time up until now, I hear adults talking about, oh, back in the day, you know, when the expressway didn't tear up, you know, our parks, we were able to do this, we were able to do, to do well, that. Well, the, the and advantage in, in this covering, it. though, is, say, Glenwood or even Winslow, you can go from Main Street, you got to stop at Humboldt because the expressway is there. Once that portion is covered, you can go straight to Fillmore. You can go straight to Kerr Street because these streets go from east to west. Yeah. But they have been cut off. And so to think that people will not necessarily use that to their advantage oh, and you'd be able to go right support your businesses that are on Fillmore or on Jefferson uh, is a misnomer. And the other idea that they, that they have is if, if you just totally fill it in, uh, then that means all of the traffic that, you know, comes from suburban community or people who want to go to the airport, like myself, I go there on a regular basis, will have to go a different way. <laughs> and um, that is a, is a lofty thought process, but I understand where they want to go. And quite frankly, I would like to go with, their, go with so them there. So you thinking that I would like to see benefited it connected. from this project or from... I absolutely believe the committee will benefit from covering the 33 from Best Street to Sydney. As a first phase of reconnecting the parks, there, there's got to be more phases to get to, to reconnect it. I, I, I won't doubt that. And matter of fact, I look forward to working on making that happen. But this is the first phase to totally reconnect Martin Luther King Park and Delaware Park. Wow. But uh, when we mix with the community people, that's like we, we hear we, we hear a lot of positive things and negative things. But uh, the, all the political leaders, our majority leaders working for the people, so if even the community is a, uh, like uh, they they are talking that east side we need to focus a lot of things our our side was is broken if we walk in the east side we see we need a lot of infrastructural you know development we do and is by this the way important than the, let me just say this that that's important and I'm happy to work with the people who are ready to put up you know put the feet on the ground to make that happen as Kalandra just mentioned the Hamlin Park neighborhood 
the Black Chamber of Commerce and the MOK Park neighborhood, they worked on this for the last years, 15, 20 right? years because this is the plan they would like to see. Now, that's what I thought. I work with them. I don't. I, I don't even necessarily like the project from the beginning, but <laughs> because they're my constituents, I work with them, and I will work with these too. Not from an adversarial perspective, but from we'll work together on the same plan. This is what you want to do. You want to connect the to parks back together. I'm willing to help you. But to, to say that it's an environmental hazard to have a, a tunnel there, but it's not an environmental hazard to have 70,000 cars That's or so ridiculous. going down Walden every day or going down Sycamore every day or going down Broadway every day, where people live there too. Now, yes, there are businesses there, but there are school buses that go by. You have more traffic lights. There's going to be a lot of idling. And so I, I, I just want people to get to the point to understand that a billion-dollar investment in your community is a billion-dollar investment. investment. And it's more than just covering the 33. It's a nine-mile radius in and around in and around that community that are going to have sidewalks done, curbs done, new trees planted, streets repaired. All that's going to happen. And so we'll get that nine miles done, and let's get busy on the next nine miles. I, I'm ready to do that. I just but, hear a billion dollars coming into the community, and I know that that billion dollars is only for that particular thing. Like, it can't be used towards anything if, else. if the money is not used, so the money cannot be used uh, for the nothing, other else. Project, nothing else. Well, these are transportation dollars. So the state transportation dollars can and will be used on a transportation project. No Got question. But, uh, the the, federal, the, the, the federal transportation dollars will be used on a transportation project. The issue is if whether or not they'll be used on this particular project or anything that these folks would like to see happen because it has not been planned that way. And honestly, if we go to back to where they want to go, let's wait for another 10 maybe 15 years before well, we get to this point. And so I, I, I personally <laughs> believe that it makes sense to, to spend this billion dollars, cover the 33 at this point, create the kind of jobs. And we got Brother Ross Jomo already and, and my staff already working on plans to train people to get ready to work. They got so. people that are almost ready but to start to work. And by the way, I'm pretty sure that there could be some people who, from the Bengalese community who, quite frankly, have a business that could apply for a contract out of this billion dollars that's coming there. It isn't but one thing I want to add you, but I heard that the, the contractor is already from uh, other places. It's not Buffalo contractor. And they're bringing their people because Buffalo don't have the yeah, but the contractor people. hasn't even been selected yet, sir. How do, oh, so okay. how do they know that already? So the, I heard that the contractor, if the contractor is from outside of the city and they're bringing their skilled people from outside, so Buffalo people is not getting the job yet, if, even after four years. Well, I appreciate their opinion, but I disagree with that. I have a two questions from one is Bengali community, another was community in my Facebook. The Bangladeshi community has invested a lot of money, uh, east side commercial street. If all cars are directed to the expressway and tunnels, how will the business will make money? Um, well, you, when you when you created your business on Fillmore, where were the cars directed at? <laughs> they were already on the 33. Okay. And so I, you decided to go in business because you figured you can get a return on your investment. That, that return on your investment doesn't stop because the expressway is, is tunneled at that area. In fact, what it does is it enhances it because now you got people who can go from east to west all the way from Main Street all On the way the to Curry. So you know how it's and split one ways? Now it wouldn't be the, the expressway is not split. I'm learning. I don't have it. too much uh, knowledge about that. Okay, well, so me, I'm learning. You let know, me just yes. explain this. Whatever businesses are in and around 
that area will profit because even if the person comes to work there from Pittsburgh, they're going to have to buy something. Right. And, and how, how close are you? You're a lot closer to being able to provide service to them than, say, a company on the west side of Buffalo or a food market on the west side of Buffalo. You're closer and your business is going to thrive because there's going to be probably two to 300 people every day mm-hmm. for a number of years working in that area. You could provide service to them. You could think of a business right now that could provide service to them. And honestly, I think places like Solo Eats and yeah. Golden Cup yeah. and actually Vegan Eats, because soon they'll be on Jefferson Avenue, their, their businesses will grow. Not because people can go up and down Fillmore a lot, or 70,000 cars can go up and down Fillmore, but because people will be in the community working. That builds economics. Yeah. And let's be clear that the people that are opposition from what I've seen are not people that live in that community. You know, let's just be honest. They're from the suburbs coming over, opposing and having these town hall meetings. I have, but people I have who live there are, from are not on it like that. Why spend a billion dollar on a tunnel for servant people for outside of our community to get downtown faster? When so many people are hungry, homeless, and so many our state need to be fixed. Goes back. To well, you know what? I hear the same thing uh, about hospitals say, why do you spend so much money on education when we need more money to, you know, deliver health care? Um, you know, education <laughs> says, why do you spend so much money on, on, on you know, on, edu- on, on, edu- on, on hospitals when education needs more money? Everybody needs more money. And we're in the process of negotiating a budget right now. These dollars that are available now, they didn't come up in this year's budget. This is something people have been working on for years to put all this money in, in, in line. And Mayor say you and Mayor talking, and he said it was working before 30 years, before yeah. he was anything elected, right? And it's one thing of, of a whole budget. Like, I don't even understand why it's even one a billion dollars coming to... Uh, we well, learn, you know, we uh, honestly, a, a lot of the people, um, I, I feel like they are distrustful of the environmental aspects of it. And I, I um, as a person who has always worked on environmental justice issues, I started out my career on that. You know, I'm responsible for getting Kingsley Park cleaned up so it can now be a park. There used to be arsenic buried under that place where, where kids played at. People lost their lives because they worked there. I worked on getting that cleaned up. My f- day one, when I got to the state assembly, I worked on getting the resources to clean up 898 East Ferry. People yeah. now live have houses yeah. there. And so I personally, from my heart and my deepest spirit, I would not want to do anything that would be um, environmentally negative to my people. Well, how they live right now is environmentally negative. People have said that they, their families have gotten sick. People have died. I mean because it, it is, was an environmental hazard. For the last 50 years, it's been like that. And it didn't have negative impacts on people. Now there's an opportunity for an economic investment that will not only enhance the area aesthetically, but it will enhance the area economically as well. So is it is it just a definite goal? Because, I mean, we have like a pocket of people that have a problem with it. But at the end of the day, has the decisions been made for well, it to go Well, the federal for? government gets the last word on this, the, okay. the Federal Transportation Division. They get the last word. Um, Department, New York State's Department of Environmental Conservation has okayed it. They, have, they are fine with the, the numbers. Uh, the federal EPA have, have okayed it. They are fine with the numbers. And by the way, I think the commissioner of DOT is the, probably the best commissioner we've ever had, in my experience, for the Department of Transportation. 
Um, so everything is a go from that aspect, but we still have to wait until the federal government says whatever. If they say that, no, this is not going to work, um, we, miss out on we have to start all over else. again. And well, if I, we have to start all over again, then the federal government will make the decision whether or not you could put $70,000 on Buffalo streets. Wow. Well, I trust your judgment. I know that you have been, um, you know, a respectable leader in a community when it comes to politics and you make good decisions. And I know that you do a lot of research and you put your heart and mind into things. So because of that, I'm like, <laughs> once again, I don't know yeah, why this is a huge debate. You're I thank you for, for your work. In decade and you well, are, right. you Let know. me be honest. And At I first, I was not a supporter of this issue. I, I was not. I was like, OK, well, you know, it's already been like this. Emissions and cars are getting better. Let's just. But, you know, you can be convinced by your constituency when they are steadfast. And mm -hmm. I'm telling you, the Restore Our Community um, Coalition have been steadfast. I have brought in Senator Schumer to meet with them. I have brought in Jill Brand to meet with them. We almost had Commissioner <coughs> Secretary of um, Transportation Fox in when Obama was in office. And by the way, if it wasn't for Obama's vision, one of the best presidents we've ever had, to reconnect communities across this country that have been disconnected just like Buffalo was. That happened to other black communities across America. Just like we couldn't keep our language, they destroyed our communities too all over the country. Obama was the president that put that in place. Then unfortunately we got number 45 and we, you know, he didn't care <laughs> anything about anybody but himself and his own business. And thankfully, Biden was elected, and he restored that vision. Wow. And it's because of his infrastructure bill that he was able to pass with a lot of opposition from people who did not want him to be successful, even though they don't mind cutting ribbons in their district, but they didn't want him to be successful. They passed that infrastructure law, and because of that infrastructure bill, and because of that, that's why we have the money from the federal government. Right. But there are other places that can use it, and it will go there. Well, we thank, thank you, you very much, our majority leader. Uh, so we have another announcement from the combined uh, committee on celebration of International Mother Language Day. We are inviting all of you from all culture, from all language, to join our uh, program. We have a very topmost veteran in Bangladesh who was there in 1952, who fought against the then military administration. He will be with us. Great. So all you guys can see him and talk to him. Awesome. So I hope we will you've come had the opportunity to invite the International Institute yes. to this event, as yeah. well as the uh, Hispanic community. That yeah. would be great. The, I'm the board of director of International Institute. Yeah. So we are, uh, we are uh, you know, inviting the International Good. Institute. Well, it sounds like an exciting me. event, and I, I look forward to attending. I'm going to have to readjust my schedule a tad <laughs> bit, but I'm going to work on that because it yes. just sounds like something I need to be at. And I know you're going to be in caucus this weekend, but we are actually going to be celebrating for Black History Month the Hood Taste of Buffalo. Mm. It is this Saturday and Sunday from 1 to 6 p.m. at Buffalo Trade Center at 171 Walden Street. We want everyone to come out. We're going to have lots of food, lots of vendors to celebrate. That's this Saturday and Sunday, 1 to 6 at 171 Walden, the Buffalo Trade uh, Center. Thank you, uh, Sister Kalanda, our majority leader, uh, City of Buffalo, uh, the great leader. And she's assembly members, um, the Crystal People's Talks are very honorable and <clears throat> from our community uh, brothers uh, they're inviting for international and as a inter board of director of international institute uh, from international institute i'm inviting all community to join uh, february 21st uh, as a mother language day we are celebrating 
uh, all over the world. Uh, uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, I have uh, Buffalo Protein. Buffalo Protein okay. is giving Facebook Live. Buffalo yes. Protein, uh, the CEO, Soel Mahmoud. Uh, thank you very much for coming and covering us. And everyone, uh, we are every Thursday, 3.30, uh, Community Talk, WFO 96.5 and Mix 10 ADM. You can tune in and you can see our Facebook Live, Buffalo Protein. And you can see, uh, see my Facebook Live is Mohammed Osman Shimul. Everyone, thank you. Peace God and bless love. you. Peace and love. Thank you so see much. You next week. Thank you very God much. God bless you, brother. Thank you. Peace, lots of love.